All right. Uh, get your Bibles. And today we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. But before I read the Word of God, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we came in here with happy hearts because of your blessings. Your word says that you enter the courts with thanksgiving. We are thankful, God. And enter into the courts with praise. Praise your name for what you've done. So, Father, we ask right now as we position ourselves to hear and to walk from an attitude of joy an attitude of thankfulness, an attitude of gratitude, that, that you will open up doors for us, that you will show us the wise decision, the correct path to take. God, when everything is so confusing, God, we need your wisdom and we need your discernment more than anything else right now. So we pray that our attitude and our position is right so that we can tap into your wisdom this morning. May the word of God be spoken as exactly how you'd want it spoken, and may it be your words and not mine. We pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Chapter 2, verse 1. Well, we're going to read the whole chapter. You guys okay with that? All right. When I came to you, brothers... Paul is talking to the church in Corinth, and he is dealing with um, a little bit of competition from super apostles, from people that can put on a good show. Uh, when I came to you, brothers, I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear, with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power. Now that's a capital S. Okay? We're talking about the third member of the Trinity, with the Spirit's power, so that your faith may not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. Amen? Like, are we going to rely on, on man's wisdom and the wisdom of this world or on God's power? God's power is a much better choice. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age. Okay, so he's, he's going he's gonna to start speaking about wisdom. He says, look, I just need you to grow up for a second. I need you to grow up for a second so that you can receive this word, so you can receive this revelation. We need to be mature. No, we speak... Verse 7, no, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God has destined for our glory before time began. Now, that's talking about you, about you stepping into God's glory, stepping in, into your destiny, into your purpose, what, 
But God's got a plan for you. He's got a, a desire for you that he has planned for you before time began. That's encouraging. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, it is written, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor mind has conceived what, the, what has been prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his what? By his spirit. So there is a revelation that only comes by his spirit. The Spirit teaches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the, man, the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the what? By the Spirit. Expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man, okay, this is important, underline this. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man, you can put woman in there too if you'd like, the spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any of man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may he, that may that he may instruct him, and underline this. But we have the mind of Christ. I would say, I'll just go ahead and give you the, the, the short version. We have to walk in the Spirit. Like now more than ever, as you know, the title of the, the series is Wisdom for Today. I, wanna, I want us to be a, a discerning group of of believers, a discerning, discerning Christians, but discerning in a good way, meaning that we don't have nasty attitudes, that we're not negative, that we're not judgy, we're not critical, that we're not looking down upon other people, that we are discerning of the times, that we can see what God is doing, and, and we put that devil on notice because if we are discerning well, we will know what he's doing too. And we have to, we have to live in this wise state and the beautiful thing about the word of God is that you have an objective truth that is in your hands. It is your compass. It is your guide. It is your love letter from the Lord. It is truth in print. It keeps us centered on the Lord's heart and what the Father would instruct us to do in specific areas. And yet, if you read the good book without the Spirit, capital S, you can read it wrong. You can make it anything you want. 
Hitler used it to exterminate six million Jews. It's what he used to justify his actions. And so it is vital for us to walk in the Spirit, not just when we come to church on Sunday, but it is vital for us to walk in the Spirit and that we have a discerning mind, the mind of Christ in each and every moment. You need this and your kids need this. We need to teach our kids to be discerning believers. Yesterday, for my birthday, uh, Mako took me to Shonyin. You guys familiar with that? It's really cool. And I, I, I am all about it. Shonyin is a traditional Chinese dance. And so it's a, it's a dance troupe. They're really popular. They do the acrobatics, and their costumes are absolutely amazing. Like, I'm all about this stuff. I like the flowing dresses. I like the set designs. Uh, I like the music. And so it was, uh, is that, is that the Bridges Auditorium? Raise your hand if you've been to the Bridges. If you have not been to the Bridges, find something to go to. It's one of the coolest theaters around. It is, it, it's, it's gorgeous. And they have a big, giant stage, and they're able to have a full orchestra in the front. So this production, this dance troupe, had a live orchestra in the front with Western instruments and Asian instruments. I'm all about it. I was super excited to be there. And they had, by far, the coolest jumbotron screen I have ever seen. And it filled up the entire back uh, frame of the bridges. So this thing was huge, ginormous, and it was a 3D screen from some special Chinese technology that's patented, and they won't tell you how they do it. But you don't have to wear the funny glasses. It feels 3D. And so I was in the moment. Like, like this is exciting. For, I know. I know you probably lost respect for me because I like this kind of stuff. But... <laughs> I don't like Super Bowl, but I like Chinese dance. I mean, I know. I, I know. I'm just going to do me. I am straight. Um, but I just, I just love it. I love, the, I love the textiles. I love the dresses. I know it sounds weird, but so I was all about it. And so it's a traditional, you know, again, historical traditional dance. So they're, they're, they're doing um, the style that was done in the Tong Dynasty and the Ming Dynasty, and they do some Mongolian dances, and, it, and it's just great. Flowing dresses, the water dance where they have these big, giant, long, flowing sleeves, and it's just beautiful, and it had me. It had me like I was in. Like the music got me, the dancing got me, and the jumbotron got me. And I'm sitting there, and I start getting emotional. I'm like, oh, no. And I'm like, like tears are coming down my cheek. I'm like, i got to wipe this off so no one sees. Like, it was moving. It got me. Just the beauty of it all got me. Shenyun is based in New York City. It can't be based in China because they have been banned from China. So this dance troupe is the only, according to them, I probably should research this, but this dance troupe is the only troupe in the world that has preserved traditional Chinese dance because it's, it's prohibited in China. And so they got me into an emotional state. 
And then they went from a, uh, the, the, you know, the historical dancing, and they, they, they modernized one of their dances. And uh, they did a, a modern scene, Taipei. No, not Taipei, that's in Taiwan. Uh, Shanghai or Canton or one of the major cities. And, and then the communists came in. So it's very vaudevillian. So like there's like dancing and you know overexpression, and then they ha- there's always a bad guy. So in the historical you know stories, you know they they would have like the the monkey warrior, you know, and so he's the good guy, but they always have this evil empire, and it's like this Dudley Whiplash guy where he's you know stroking his mustache and he's all evil and stuff. And so this is the kind of trope that they use, this vaudevillian stuff. And then they did the modern thing. They had they had a they had a Dudley Whiplash. They had the villain, and it was the communists. And so the communists come in and they start you know clubbing the you know the cute Asian couple, and they start oppressing people, and and I'm like, you know, and then they're like, they're fighting the communists. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's fight those commies. Punch that commie in the face. Like, I was, like, they got me there, too. Like, yeah, I'm an American. Let's fight the communists. So they, I'm like, wow. Oh. And then, you know, when they weren't doing the dance, they would also do some traditional Music. Were you there? I thought I saw you. You were there, huh? Yeah. Yay. They would also do some traditional uh, music with instruments, and then they would do, they had a, a soprano and a baritone, and they would sing. And then they would they'd translate the words up for us white folks. And the lyrics of the songs that both the baritone and the tenor sung, um, were we need to hold on to tradition. We need to hold on to what is good. We need to embrace the old ways, and we need to be faithful, and we need to be strong. We need to get rid of the philosophies of this world. And we need to banish the atheists, and we need to banish the evolutionists. And once again, I'm like, yeah, this is like... Preach it. And they did that twice. And then at the end, when their grand finale, they close with some more um, uh, communist bashing. It was great. <laughs> they close with some more communist bashing. They do a social commentary, which we could all relate to. They went after social media and cell phone use on how, so they did this little skit where everybody's walking out, you know, with the phone strapped to their face and everybody's doing, you know, their little, uh, their little TikTok shows. And so they went after that because that's obviously a big thing in China, right? And it's a big thing here too. So they really, they, they hit hard on like this, the social media and the, the, the technology that we're addicted to. It's a big thing because it's breaking up the family unit. I'm like, yeah. And again, the communists come in, and they start roughing people up, and the, the world is falling apart. And then um, at, the, the, at the end, because the people have not been faithful to the traditions, and they have not been loyal to virtue, 
because they have fallen prey to the systematic control of a, of a tyrannical organization, communism, uh, because um, they have been subjugated by COVID. They had a little bit of a COVID in there too, which was interesting. They taught that if you, I'm not making this up, they taught that if you sit there and if you meditate, then COVID won't affect you. And then, because the world has fallen apart, on this big giant jumbotron, the judgment of God comes, and a big giant wave wipes out everybody except for the faithful. And at the last moment, the divine being comes floating out of space and descends upon earth. And the supreme being He does, I don't know, he does this thing. I don't know what he's doing. He does, he does the, you know, the, the matrix thing where Neo stops all the bullets, right? And he stops the storm and he saves the world. He saves the rest of us. And then this supreme being is centered on the stage and this big giant jumbotron, it, they have these rings that are just circling around, or these golden rings circling around and around and around. And... Um, my daughter looks over to me and she's like, what in the world's going on? And I'm like, this is like, I'm like, I'm all about bashing communists. What's going on here? So what I am proud about for my daughter and, and, and for myself, honestly, is that discerning spirit kicked in. And it's like, wait a minute. Whoa, let's pump the brakes. There's something going on that's not quite right. And after the, after the show, we did a little deep dive, did a little Google research, and sure enough, uh, Shan Yin is a part of a cult. And this incredible cultural performance is their outreach. Kind of like our living nativity. I mean, it was really cool. And... And so, like, what we notice now, now it, yeah, it, it's, it's basically, um, I, I forgot the name of the actual philosophy, but it's a, it's a new, it's a neo-Buddhism. So it's a new form of Buddhism. And um, what's it called? Follow Dafa. Follow Dafa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. I don't want to say they almost got me, but they kind of had me hooked for a moment, right? What did they do? If you were here last week, I gave you uh, four points on how to, how to discern if something is a cult or if there's a cultish behavior or if there's control or if there's manipulation. They try to dictate your, 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 your behavior. They try to tell you how to behave, how to dress, how to act. Uh, they try to control the information. That's the next point. They, they, there's, a, there's an information control, and like after the fact, after I learned like the, this is a like this is a cult, um, I started looking at their tenets. You know, they have like a, a tenet of faith. You know, they believe in in kindness and generosity 
and meditation and that these things will change the world. And I didn't pick up on it at first, but they opened with that. They opened with their like four, four points of faith in their, in their introduction. Went right over my head. I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at the pretty dresses. And so my point is, they, they got me on an emotional level, right? They, they were able to uh, control me with emotions. That was the last point of last week's message, is, it, is emotional control. So they were, able to, they were able to get me emotionally, like I thought I was having a religious experience when I was just worked up emotionally. Huh? That's a thought to think about, right? From start to end, they controlled the information. And then you get this really cool program with really pretty dancers on it. And it's really great. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. But in the back, it talks about how bad the communists are. And it talks about their religion that you can, that you can join. So they're, they're controlling the information. They're controlling the narrative. They have a story that they want to tell. I'm going to agree with it because I don't like communists, right? I'm going to, I'm going to resonate with it because it's entertaining, right? But man, like, they didn't, they didn't do a hard sell. But, you know, I, they gave me that. So my point is, we have to be discerning. We have to make sure that we're not emotionally compromised and we don't buy the message. That we might, we might agree with the message, right? Like, there's going to be people that are going to tell you what you want to hear. There's going to be people that will influence you emotionally. But we, we can't buy what they're selling. We have, to be like, we have to be discerning. And if you're not walking in the Spirit, if you don't have capital S in your sights all the time, uh, you, you could be deceived, now, again, my daughter was not deceived. She's like, what in the world's going on here? This feels like church gone wrong. <laughs> you know? Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah, now, for you practically, like, when we taught, we, we teach this on occasion, like, I think this is a skill that all parents and, and as individuals we need to get because we are inundated by images, we're inundated by entertainment. I'm not going to get up here and say, well, you need to unplug your televisions, right? You need to unplug your phones. I'm not, I'm not going to go to that extreme. I think extremism is another form of cultish behavior. Amen? Okay. But when you watch something whether it is on TV or a play, you need to have a discerning mind. You need to have the mind of Christ. You need to be able to parse out what's emotional drive and what's information rhetoric. You need to be, you need to be able to see it practically. Uh, it's about, I think it's about eight or nine years ago, I did the gospel according to Disney. Remember that series? Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It was, it's the most watched uh, YouTube series that we have in, in, in Granite Creek in our history was the, the, the bit that we did on Disney. And we would, show, we would show Disney clips, and then we would point out the Christ types. We would say, okay, this is, this is we could see you know, how there's a divine connection here. We could say that this is, you know, this is Christ. We did this recently when we did the biography of Tolkien, because the Lord of the Rings is, is the gospel message. I'm more convinced of that now than more than ever. He's just told in a creative way. But you have to have a discerning mind and help and understand it. 
So when we were teaching, it's like, okay, yeah, watch some Disney films with your kids and then point out what is like Jesus, like the sacrifice, you know, when somebody sacrifices themselves to save the group. It's like, yeah, that's what Jesus would do. But nowadays, when we watch Disney films, you have to be extra discerning because they're, they're feeding you a narrative and they're feeding your kids a narrative that is not from God. So not only do you have to say, okay, this is like God, but when you watch a Disney film these days, you have to say, well, this is like the devil. When your kids watch a Disney film, they, they can, you know, they can identify with the great music. If you wish upon a star, like, oh, you know, I can cry. Oh, it's so touching. And they tell you the, 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 the you know, the, the story, the information. And, uh, you know, you have a little conscious little cricket standing on your shoulder. Right? These are, these are good things. But if your kid watches a Disney film and says, you know what, that's sin, and they're presenting it as righteousness, like your kids need to be able to do that. We need to be able to do that. We need to be able to go into any environment, any situation, you can say, yeah, this is good, like the music, like the message, but are you ready for this? You need to be able to go into a religious environment and be like, this is something, something's not quite right here. Something's not quite right. I, I feel like I'm being sold something. I feel like there's a, you know, let's just be honest. We all have agendas, right? I have an agenda. I want to see people get saved. That's my agenda, just, just so you know. I want, I want to see people come to Jesus. More people in heaven, less people in hell. That's my agenda. I'll be up front with it. There you go. There's, I'm, I have an agenda. But you need to know what the agenda is for other people and other groups and as, even as individuals when you're interacting with somebody on an individual level. Like you, need to, you need to be discerning. What's their agenda? What's their angle? What are they trying to get? Last week when I opened up, I told you I was going to have you remember this story and I was going to put a bow on it, but I ran out of time, so I didn't do it. So I'm going to put a bow on it right now. Remember I told the story about me trying to sell computers and I didn't like to sell the cheap ones because they were cheap. And remember me telling the story about um, how I was forced to sell something and I had to use control manipulation to do it. I had to, I had to sell a package, and if they didn't have the money, then I had to pressure them to go into debt and go to credit card debt because that's just what you would do if you loved your loved one. You would go into debt so that they could have the services that they need. So... I, I, so, and when I was in sales, I was trained to use cheap tactics, right? So fluff and, you know, smoke and mirrors and throw some glitter on it and sell it. But the product's cheap. Or I was taught how to use manipulation and guilt trips and pressure, pressure sales to sell a product. They, this cult presented a nice little product. The good news is they didn't hard sell me. They just gave me this. So I guess I can, you know, buy later. I can talk about it with my wife. Do you guys get that joke? Come on. Does anybody get that joke? That's what you tell salesmen. So if you tell phone salesmen, well, I need to talk to my wife about this first. Is that just me? 
Okay, anyway. Took you a little while. You don't have to hard sell Jesus. It's the only product in the universe that sells itself. The only thing that we need to do as believers when we are presenting the gospel message, when we are being wise and discerning, because we all, again, we, we all have agenda. You want to see your family come to the Lord. You want to see your friends and your relatives and your neighbors come to faith. Like you want these things and you want them so bad and you're almost willing to guilt trip them in or you're almost willing to sell them a cheap product, but you don't need to do that. All you need to do is highlight Jesus, your relationship with him, standing right next to you. You know, that's what I do when I preach. In my mind, when I'm getting ready, you know, when I'm in worship, and you know, sometimes I'm flipping through my Bible, I'm trying to listen to God, blah, 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 trying to make sure I don't say something that I'll regret later. But you know, the number one thing I do is like, okay, how do I highlight, how do I illustrate Jesus to these people today? He's right here. He's invisible. You can't see him, but here's Jesus. And he wants, to, he wants to get to know you a little bit better. And that is all you have to do. Jesus is not a hard sell. He's an illustration. You just need to illustrate him. He is an experience. Like people need to, like if you want, the, if you want your community to come to the Lord, then they need to see your relationship with him. Like it needs to be felt. Why? Because you have decided to walk in the Spirit. If you're walking in the Spirit, Spirit capital S, then people will see the presence of God in your walk and in your talk and in your behavior. You don't have to sell them something that's cheap that has glitter thrown on it. Amen? All right. If I could get the band to come to the front. All right, you're probably wondering, once I figured out that I was at a cult meeting, did I get up and run out? I didn't. If you're, if you're intaking information and, and if you're reasoning stuff out and you're like, yeah, this is not godly, then that's one part of it. If you get that really dark, feeling where as if the peace is sucked out of the room, that's a good indication that you should probably run. If everything is lining up perfectly, let's just say, you know, you're going to go visit a church and their theology is all on point. They've checked off all the boxes. But something doesn't feel right. You have to pay attention to that. And you have to pay attention to the information that is being communicated. Are they communicating love? Are they communicating repentance? Are they communicating relationship with God? Can you get it? Can you, can you get that relationship with God like this? Like opening up the Bible by praying? If they're telling you that you have to go through a special person, a guru, an apostle, a prophet, if they're saying that there is a hierarchy for you to get to God, well, that, well that's just your sign. 
The one reason why Shenyun is a, they, they call it a cult, and again, it's the Communist Party that's calling them a cult, <laughs> just so you know. But their teacher says that he came from heaven to earth. <laughs> that would be your sign right there. <laughs> you know? Just, you, you guys are in the world, but don't be of the world, right? You, you can enjoy some pretty dances. You can enjoy some entertaining TV. Just know, just know what you're eating. Just be aware of the, of the message that's, that, that they're trying to communicate. Whatever you do, don't follow the big giant Buddha into the sky. Don't, in other words, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't put on uh, magic Nike sneakers. This is what you drink and this is what you eat. This is relationship done at the highest. This is the body of Christ, which is everything that you need, your provision, your relationship, your connection to him and your connection to all of those that are around you. You have to eat of this meal, this bread from heaven that provides you everything that you need. You think that you know what you need, but what you really need is this. Manna from heaven that sustains you, that makes a way, that makes you wise. This is wise and discerning food, and you need it. You need it desperately. This takes care of everything in your practical daily life. Receive the body of Christ for your wisdom and for your provision. scripture that I read when we began 1 Corinthians talked about the mystery of wisdom that in the ancient times there was this mysterious hidden mystery that the wisest were seeking out do you know that this is the fulfillment of that mystery it's a mystery no longer there is life in this blood the mystery is the revelation of who Jesus is and what he has done for us on the cross. That's the great mystery. It is an incredible relationship to have, to go into a mysterious relationship with Jesus. But it's not secret knowledge. It's just all in this new covenant, this new cup that washes away all of our grossness, all of our sin, that gives us the mind of Christ so that we can receive fresh revelation, so that we can be discerning believers, and that we can walk in the Spirit. Will you join me right now in walking in the Spirit by washing away our sins, by accepting the sacrificial blood of Jesus Christ that washes us and makes us pure as snow? Wash away, let's just receive the blood, the blood of Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. Allow the Holy Spirit to enter into your very being so that you will walk in, in a spirit that is discerning, that is beyond knowledge, that is wise. If I could have the ushers come to the front.
Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have a plan to save us. And that in fact, you are saving us. We thank you for the truth of your word and the power of your spirit. We thank you that you have given us all authority and power to overcome the dark things of this world. I pray that we will be faithful followers of you, that we will be able to discern between right and wrong and deception and, and truth. We know that we can do this. We know that we can move forward with grace, that we can, that we can show others the grace of God. We can even show cult members the grace of God. You loved us. You've given yourself for us. Father, I pray that you will bless this offering so that we can continue to pull off the great commission. Your word says that true, pure, undefiled religion meets the needs of the widows and orphans. May we be that church. Thank you for the vision that you've given us to reach those that are hurting financially and hurting, that are in a state of poverty. Thank you that, you, we've, that we get to serve in a church where we can give the good news, the bold proclamation that there's a God that loves you he's going to save you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless this offering. God of peace, the 
God of peace. May he sanctify you through and through. May your whole body, soul, and mind, may they be kept blameless unto the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who has called you, has called you to walk in the Spirit, to walk in the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of man, but the wisdom of God. Walk in the Spirit today and be a discerning believer. God bless you guys. Have a powerful week. See you next time.